to Fans of the Forge, where we are recapping Season 6, Episode 2, Long Road to Redemption, Part 2. Ooh. Yes, the uh, finale, if you will, of this. <laughs> the finale of the, <laughs> the finale of the Road to Redemption. <laughs> finale of the two-part episode. So, we started with seven Smiths, now we're down to four. And they are Matt Berry, mm-hmm. Season 5, Messiah Spear. David Sowers Emmerds, Grim Reaver Scythe episode, Chris Price, season four, Tabar Shishbar, mm-hmm. and Aaron Morrison, season five, Masai Spear. So let's get into, well, what's up this episode? They're back in the forge, normal situation set up. So, well, re- recap there were three other guys or people. We other had Smiths. other Smiths. We had Zach Lewis. Um, we had Ray Vander Vide. <laughs> and um, we also had um, Mark Setzer that all were eliminated in the first episode. Yeah. So these are the remaining four. Yep. So the Smiths are given a piece of W1 steel, a round piece, a round bar. And they are tasked with making a jambaya, which uh, was an interesting curved weapon, had upward curve towards the tip, and it had to be between eight and ten inches long, right. and have this like had a ridge, ridge, yeah, uh, on both sides of the blade, kind of like a backwards fuller, right? yeah. yeah. But and it was especially going to be difficult because the ridge followed the curve of the blade, so it's like. Not something you can easily grind in, no, or forge in for that matter, unless you can figure out a way to do it. Yeah, so it's uniquely challenging. So for Matt, he uh, was excited to be back in a normal forge with the power tools, power hammer, mm-hmm. propane. Um, during his forging, he found a crack um, and decided to cut off about four to five inches to get rid of that part of it. Um, luckily he did have enough metal left. Yeah. This was after he had already drawn it out yeah. quite a ways. So he had some extras left there and he decided to grind his ridge into the curved blade in about 10 minutes. So he really kind of hogged out what he needed to and made it work. Moving on to David. Um, he chopped steel from his bar, which concerned Jay Nielsen um, just because he was worried that he wouldn't have enough metal to shape it out. Right. And the purpose of that was so that he didn't have to spend as much time on it, right? Like trying to Probably, heat yeah, it trying to heat it. The less metal you mess. have, the quicker it heats up. But eh, it could hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Um, so he tried to use a spring fuller um, to forge his ridge. So he's using it opposite, of, well, you know, on the edges, towards the edges, so that the ridge would be, you know, take shape. Um, he was the only Smith to try that. Um, I don't know if it does it really work out for him. No, not so really. He had the tool itself that wasn't working as he was trying to press with it, and then he moved to just going to the press, right, and, and using the and using the, the press to play, yeah. Um, so then uh, he was drilling some holes. He got it quenched. And Doug said it kind of had a banana-shaped profile. Yeah, a little too curved for, yeah. for the, the challenge. But what are you going to do? 
Um, Chris uh, decided to make a jig to put the ridge in his weapon. Um, he was the only smith to actually make that attempt. Um, and I got to give him some credit for that. You know, it makes sense if you can make a tool to do that work because you know, of the odd shape and everything. Uh, that's pretty cool. But, I, I mean, it worked for him. Yeah, it worked fine for what yeah. he was doing. Um, and he also was testing his W1 to see how it would take the heat treat. So he took a piece, uh, quenched it, and then broke it to check out the grain structure within. And he determined the best way was to do two quenches on it. Right, right. To get the correct, you know, grain structure. Jay Nielsen said that that was, he was the first, per, when he was on his first episode, he was the yeah. first time that anybody had ever done that, that Jay had seen, yep. where they took the material and specifically broke off a piece, heated it up and quenched it to see what it looked like. That's a, that's a smart move. Yeah, it was. Uh, but no one else, they showed doing a second quench, so. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyhow, moving on to Aaron. Um, <laughs> Will still uh, won't. You know, won't live it down that Aaron was the only Smith to blow the parameters twice <laughs> in an episode. Uh, so, you know, they show Aaron, I think he had to draw on, uh, on the floor, you know, measurements and whatnot. And he also showed Aaron kind of checking with the, you know, model weapon, going up to it. Yep. Checking it out. So that was cool. Um, he decided to draw his metal out from the center to establish the spine. Uh, he had about 12 minutes left to quench, not as much time as he liked, but um, 12 minutes is a long time when you're underwater or on fire. Yeah, it's true. According to him. So. It's one way to look at 12 minutes. <laughs> well, <laughs> and uh, he was excited that it's uh, it was hard after quench, but also very anxious. Yeah, now, he definitely had the... The the feel to the way he was you know working is that he was coming in as like the youngest person yeah. there with the least experience and he was working against the the clock at the end there but he pulled it out yeah everyone uh made it through so moving on to judging um for uh, matt doug liked the design and the handle uh and some great grinding skills uh but it did pick up a bit of a warp um for david uh they said it was a straight blade but the handle is lean and the rib is undefined and needs more work. For Chris, uh, they said there was a lot of steel, and the handle is really skinny, and he really needed to reduce the weight if he moved forward. Mm -hmm. And for Aaron, you stayed within the parameters. <laughs> hey, what do you know? Uh, good profile, but needed some refining. And with that, David got the boot because it was the least refined blade. Yep. The least refined banana. <laughs> or the most refined banana. Oh, right, oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's another way to look at it. Hmm. Uh, for round two, they needed to attach a handle using only natural materials and must include four florets on the handle. Um, so Matt chooses a wood block, has some issues with the jigsaw, but then uses a chisel to break the scales apart. And then he works on the florets for his jambalaya using a Dremel tool. Oh, yeah, that was his term. Was it? <laughs> for my jambalaya. Wait, yeah. that's the food. Oh, I'll make a comment right here. You know, I mentioned it to you, Sean, when we watched the first part of this episode, and I mentioned it to Teresa, how it was kind of weird watching it 
with Matt on there because we had met him and, and interviewed him before. Right. So we'd had conversations with the guy. So he's the first guy that had gone back on the show after he had talked to us. So watching this episode and the previous episode and seeing some of his facial expressions and some of the things he was doing and just the way it was hilarious to me. Like he's a character. He's really a character and he definitely comes off as a bit goofy. Yeah. And uh, I don't think when we first saw him in season five, I, I didn't get that impression. Maybe you still was. I didn't get that impression at the mm -hmm. time. And it wasn't until we met him. Maybe it's because we're such great friends of his now. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I bought this <laughs> ring from him. As you flip off everybody to show the <laughs> ring. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, he's a, he's a cool guy. So it was very, it was a different viewing experience yeah. than a lot of the other episodes of Forge and Fire that we've watched before. You know? It's true. That's that's where I'm going with this. It was it was weird. It's also amusing where they're trying, like, he has to be serious, and we're like, that's not him. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, all right, so Chris works on removing weight from his blade before working on the handle. He has a, a weird shrunken head on a pencil. That's is like his good luck charm? Yeah, his good luck charm. Is Fred? Is that the name yes. of it? Oh, yeah. Name Fred. <laughs> Um, he chooses antler for his handle and then has issues getting the holes drilled because his blade is too hard after the quench. Um, so he has to heat up the handle with a torch to reduce the temper to be able to get the holes and drilled. And the antler was massive. Oh, yeah, it, was, so it, was it was huge. huge. <laughs> it was the size of this beer bottle. Yeah, <laughs> easily. It's crazy. And the size of the handle or the shape of the fact that it's antler gave him issue when he's trying to get the florets on. Um he attached his florets before finishing the grind on his handle, so it ended up being really beefy. Yeah, he was taking what, like a either a Dremel tool or something to try to get in there to grind away some more of the material. Yeah, I think like it was, where he was gonna like be a grab. Dremel with like a grinding stone on yeah. it, but it wasn't it wasn't working out too well. Yeah. No. Um, and then Aaron cleans up his grind before working on the handle. He has to resize his pinholes to attach the ash handle that he chose. Um, he can't get his florets to attach properly, and he ran out of time to fully sharpen his blade. So then they go to testing, where it's uh, six chops on a horn chop test. Matt survived with no major damage. Handle's comfortable, but it spun a bit um, in Jay's hand. Yep. Chris, uh-oh, Jay hurt himself. <laughs> he strained his wrist because he couldn't get a good grip on the large handle. And Aaron, the blade edge, survived the heat treat. Um, the next one was a rib cup sharpness test. Matt, it will cut, cut through muscle and bone. Chris, blade is sharp enough to cut through ribs. Handle wasn't too comfortable. And Aaron, the outer edge is sharp enough to cut through the bone, but the inner edge wasn't sharp enough to cut through the second swipe. And then in the end, with ice pack laden wrist, Chris gets the boot because Jay's wrist hurt so bad after testing, he needed an ice pack. Oh, poor Jay. Um, he says, I'm not going to burn down my shop and take up crocheting while I was crocheting <laughs> yeah, something. That so, was pretty funny. Minor offense, but not really. <laughs> and so we come into what may be the most interesting aspect yeah. of the entire two-part episode. This may be the first and only time they, have, they will do this. Yeah. So for round three, they tell the Smiths what the tests are going to be for the weapons that they're going to be making. Jay Nielsen will be doing a strength test against an aged oak barrel. Ben Abbott will be testing the sharpness against the Wicker Man. 
And then Doug would be slicing a pig carcass for the kill test. And so based on that information, they were given a choice of what weapon they wanted to make from this wall of weapons that was there. Mm -hmm. So there was a claymore, there was an arming sword, there was a carabella, there was a... Zyhander. How much? What? Zyhander. Zyhander, a Zygadea, uh, and a Copus. And they only got four days mm. to work on these. So mm. I've got a question. This is the first, you know, first episode of the season. Are they just like throwing out all these new things to see what kind of reactions they're getting and they might repeat some of this? Here's here's what I think. I think people on this show read the forums that are on Facebook because I've heard or read other people toss around ideas for the show before in like the Facebook group. Yeah. And one of them was, how about you, they tell them what the tests are and let them choose the weapon they make? I've seen versions of that over the last year multiple times. So I feel like that's mm. where this came up. How they came up with this idea was maybe they saw some of these posts that people were saying and say, hey, that is kind of a neat idea. And that would change up things quite a bit. Now, if they're really going to be doing as many episodes as we think they're going to be doing, they're going to need to be able to make it different, different, right? Because otherwise, the show's great. But after 40 episodes last season where they're all making, you know, each challenge is slightly different, but the format, not that it got stale, but it was just... It's formulaic. It's very formulaic. Mm. Changing it helps build the interest back up in people that have been watching it for a while, I think. So if they know what's good for them, they'll hopefully yeah. will continue to do more interesting changing up of the, the way that the show works as they enter into this sixth season. Yeah, because I don't think it's any better or worse than telling them what weapon to make uh, for the final round and not knowing the tests. It's just different. Right, it's just different. It makes, but it gives the the smiths the option to think about a little bit more what they think is going to be the best item that they can make there to be able to do those tests, versus just kind of a shot in the dark at what the tests are going to be, and they know what the parameters of a specific weapon are that they have to make it to. It also might help in that you know instead <laughs> of um, telling the smiths they have to make a certain weapon. One guy may not have any experience making that, <clears throat> whereas another guy, the other guy, might have some experience making that type of weapon. So there's a little imbalance there with, you know, experience. Yeah, yeah. This kind of helps to smooth some of that out and make it a little, maybe a little more even, even match. Yeah, I think I think it did in the long run end up making it a more even match when we get to the testing. Yeah. So, and I should also say that what if you don't have the ability to make a long sword? Exactly. But you have the ability to make something smaller, you know? Yeah, definitely. It opens up the options and it doesn't necessarily hamstring a, a competitor yeah. from being able to make just because he doesn't have time. some of the tools. Right. So, for Matt, he chose to do the arming sword. And his original plan was to forge it all out on day one. On day two, he grounded in the fuller, or ground in the fuller. Excuse me, hold on a second. I'm going to try that again. 
On day two, he ground the fuller in, and he was concerned about Aaron's choice of weapon, specifically that maybe he chose the copus. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> and then on day three, he was working on hot-fitting the guard, and then almost gets the thing stuck yeah. on there because it's just not coming quite off the way he wants it to. It's cooling down. Yeah, it's cooling down and, and locking in place, but he got it off in time. Um, but he was concerned. There was like... For a second there, he was very concerned that he had damaged the blade because of the way that he ended up taking it off, but he was fine. Yeah. And then for Aaron, guess what he chose? The copus. Oh, boy. And I guess Matt was just concerned that Aaron would choose this because he thought that that would be the only other weapon that could stand up to similar tests that the arming sword could. Mm-hmm. So he's like, if if he chooses the arming sword or the copus, basically we're going to be neck and neck because he knows just by looking at this thing that it's a beefier, it's a beefier blade that can handle harder chops and things like that. It's definitely meant to be a chopper versus a a sword. That's like a stabbing sword, like an arming sword. Aaron chose the copus and he wants to have a rough final profile of the blade by the end of day one, but he ends up seeing that it looks like there's some possible cracks from some overheating Mm. And uh, on day two, he finds all sorts of stressed cracks in the blade and has to start over. Um, And then on day three, they showed him working on his knuckle bow. And they highlighted the fact that he was welding that knuckle bow to the handle. Yeah. Remember that part. And then in between all this, there was an ad for a new game <laughs> called Forge of Empire. Wait, you haven't seen this ad before? I haven't no. seen Forge this of Empire. This game's been out for like a year or two. Forge what? of Empire yes. has? Yes. I didn't know. I didn't see that oh, yeah. before. Yeah. FOE.TV. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. No, I Yeah, no, it's stupid. It. Yeah, it's it's, dumb. Is there any forging? No. It didn't show any. Okay. There's no forging in the ad at all. What? I don't understand how it was somehow you, you go from the the ads that I've seen you you can a or you do start off as a caveman and you somehow just build up and, and you know you what can build get yourself into dominations that other game that yeah. they were like a part of it's the same thing yeah. you start <laughs> off as like a caveman or whatever and then you build your way up through society like civilization. Mm-hmm. They're all the same fucking game at this point. It's yeah. just like different names and different offshoots of empires or age yeah, of this. Yeah, it's a thing, or... yeah. So they're all garbage. <laughs> anyway. There's no fortune in there. No. They move. Well, I ba- mean, they do show the guy with a hammer once in a while, but it's usually like building a house. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not, not, it's not, not <laughs> building an, a sword. No. It's not building a copus. No, definitely not building a copus. So for testing, they come back to the forge. They start with... He's probably making a frying pan (laughs) (laughs) or some steak knives. Oh, gosh. Yeah, there you go. That's what it was. All right, sorry. We figured it out. Oh, uh, while you're bringing it up, (laughs) Sean shared (laughs) to, he copied me on, or he put me in a comment on a Forge and Fire post. It was from Forge and Fire on Facebook. (laughs) That's right. And it was a picture of their fucking pan sitting in a fireplace with flames all around it. It's just an ad for the pan. Get forged in fire. No, there was a line about it though. There was some like caption. Yeah, there was. About it will keel. Catchy. It will keel something. Oh yeah, something about will it keel or something? Let I'm me see. Looking it up. Pull that I'm up. Let me see if I can pull that up here. If I can, I don't know if this is going to be logged in or not. Uh, I don't know my password offhand, so never. I don't have. 
Don't worry about it. Oh man. Well, put put it up. I'll on the put screen. it up on yeah. the screen behind <laughs> behind us here. It's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, Doug he did the pig carcass kill test, and uh, Matt definitely had a pretty badass blade. It was very sharp. Lots of good stabbiness going yeah. on there. Pretty good swing and slashing. Um, Doug loved the sword. It will kill. And then for Aaron, <laughs> it's like a watch. It's a completely different test because it's a it's a one handed weapon mm-hmm. which i don't know was the army sword a one-handed weapon i don't i don't think he was using it one-handed like for those stabs i think he would well yeah, i don't remember i don't i don't recall either way it's a different like you can't stab with the copus so it's like he, mm. there was no point in doug even testing that it was more about the chopping aspect yeah and and he <laughs> yeah, it was think brutal he was uh it looked like an old like 80s shirt with some cuts in it yeah. <laughs> like an old Hulk Hogan shirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So definitely was a very sharp chopper. Aaron did a good job. The balance felt good to Doug. It will also keel. Then we move on to the Jay Nielsen pain train. Half day uh, Jay. His wrist was all healed up. It's all All better. Yep, all healed up. Buffed up (laughs) band-aids. And he came in to beat the swords mercilessly into an oak barrel with... Uh, which would include eight chops against this barrel. Uh, for Matt, he had a really nice sword. It had an edge afterward. There was pretty much no damage to the thing after, yeah. which the sword itself looked like it, you know, it's a pretty thin blade. So that sort of test would have been like the worst one for it, I think. And it held up beautifully. And then for Aaron, he had no chips. He had a sharp edge. And Jay said he did a great job. The only issue was that. His handle was a little big, and dun, 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 the weld, that weld broke. That little weld broke. That teeny little weld on his uh, knuckle bow. And then Ben Abbott came in to do the sharpness test on the, now they called it a sugarcane man. They called it a wicker man earlier in the episode. I mean, Whatever. It was supposed to be wicker when they did the first thing, and then they're like, oh, sugarcane. Okay. Could be. Um the test went about the same for, for both of them. They both cut through the cane pretty easily. Yep. It actually seemed like Aaron's cut a little better on that one. Like it maybe mm. was a little sharper or just the chopping aspect was a yeah. little better. I think because it, it was a curved blade. So when you chop with something like that, if you're like pulling it towards you, it can get a, a better slice mm. down into it. So they all passed. They both passed all the tests. Yeah. And it came down to the judge's decision. And wouldn't you know it, friend of the show, Matt Barry, now is an official Forge and Fire champion. He won. Because of the large handle and the broken weld, Aaron ended up losing out. But he came quite a long way from being the first Smith to blow (laughs) parameters in both rounds to coming to becoming, you know, the the runner runner up out of seven people. Yeah. So Nicely done, Aaron. Nicely done, everyone on on both episodes. It was it was a fun one. Like the the combination of the two, it was good. I liked it. Yeah. So hopefully, Forge and Fire will stick with some of the new ideas and changing up the format a little bit to keep it fresh and new. Some of the new ideas are good, Maybe except for like frying pans. <laughs> no frying pans. <laughs> if they did, okay. If they <laughs> did an episode where they had to forge frying pans. That'd probably be entertaining. 
It'd probably be entertaining. What would the tests be? Uh, Take a cooking egg. Cook egg, smash someone on the head with it, like Home Alone style or Mm. something. Is that a Home Alone weapon? Mm. How do you kill with it? Oh, but that would be before the kill. No, it would be like a blunt force. You you get some live boars in the studio. (laughs) Live boars? Yeah, and then you beat, you hit them on the top of the head with the, the pan. Yeah, PETA would not be happy with that. Well, they don't have to watch. <laughs> well, okay then. Sean has spoken. I mean, it's, a, it's a kill test. Yeah, it's true. Well, I guess you could like swing it into like a pig carcass and see if you crack some ribs. Yeah, I mean, you might. You Mythbuster might style where they get the, the Yeah, put some thing. like little like organs in there and see if they... <laughs> or they can do one of their most famous tests that they did early on. Shoot it. <laughs> Shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we digress. Let's yeah, yeah, they're not shooting anything anymore. No, they haven't shot anything in a while. Get back on that. They're going to shoot something. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, that was the episode, season six, episode two, Long Road to Redemption, part two. That's a wrap. End of the road. And yeah, the road has ended. Yeah. So, anyway. so now I guess we'll just see next week. I know uh, one of the guys on the episode next week is a friend of Alex Ruiz. Oh. Uh, so that'll be interesting. I believe his name, he goes by Sims Forge. And then there's a couple other guys that um, we happen to follow all of them on Instagram already before okay. any of them happened to announce they were going to be on Forge and Fire. So that's well, kind of cool. Well, what do you know? So we'll be watching and we'll be taking notes and we'll be talking about that one next week. In the meantime, there was a little bit of an Instagram kerfluffle the last day or so where we somehow lost a good chunk of followers and then gained them back miraculously. So I'm not going to go into any more details than that. (laughs) We still have over 1,000 followers, which is the key thing because for a second there, we dropped right below 1,000 because of this. And so we've already mentioned Zach from Forge and Feathers is going to be providing a ostrich egg for this giveaway when we go and do it. <laughs> um, I'm going to announce we also have two other Smiths involved. Oh. Uh, J.D. Hungerford, okay. Forge and Fire champion at J.D. Yeah. Hungerford, and Drew Goodson, Forge and Fire champion. Ah, Drew, Drew. They are both offering to... Give us some stuff for this giveaway. I'm not going to say what yet. And then we also have here something that Teresa made that I meant to show in the last video and never actually had a picture of it taken. So here is the crochet Mm. knife that you can win from this giveaway once it goes live. You can hang it. You can hang it up. We have little loops loops here. We'll even put a nice dowel through there with a string so it'll be like a nice knife crochet banner that you can hang on your wall. It's pretty dope. Yeah. Teresa did an excellent job, and I told her, people are going to want these. People <laughs> are going to want to cool. buy more of these. Yeah. And so, hint, hint. It's not it's fun if I have to do it. I know. And I've also decided I'm going to make a couple different types of hot sauce of my own oh. uh, recipe to include in the giveaway. I'm going to stick with the type that I've been making. If you follow my well, our Instagram account, I usually post about it. Um, I make fruity types of hot sauce. So blueberry, strawberry. Anyway, I'm going to make some fruity hot sauce, probably some habanero, maybe some jalapeno ones Mm -hmm. too. All right. Um, So that'll be part of the the giveaway. Um, 
Zach also said he may toss in some other blacksmith items that he could make down at his forge. So we got a little uh, giveaway coming together. I wish I could make something. I have no skills. Well, I have skills. I just don't have hobbies. (laughs) (laughs) um, That's a good time to start, Sean. Yeah, I guess so. Look into it. Maybe you can get something. Hey, if anybody wants me to make something, tell me what you want me to try and make. That doesn't include a forge. I can't forge anything, but I'll make something very poorly. (laughs) And just give me some ideas. Or you could just like draw a picture for him or something. I can't draw. I cannot draw. You can't draw. We have plenty of art supplies. The supplies don't make any difference. (laughs) I think Charlotte has supplies too. Oh, yeah. Charlotte could help you craft something. Maybe you can get Charlotte to donate something out of jewelry. Hey, These dudes don't want felt. jewelry. <laughs> you don't know. They might. I think rings. I do know. <laughs> I've seen her bead collection. It's not masculine. <laughs> <laughs> Yet. All righty. So that's what we got going on. Um, this coming weekend, Sean and I are going to be going up to Massachusetts to work with Ryan Brewer Brewer Blades. And that's he's right. going to help us continue work on our first knives. Yeah. So that's going to be cool. I've also officially signed up for a Dragon's Breath Forge class, kind of a tit for tat sort of thing because mm. of the work I did for them on the uh, hot sauce hammer off. Indeed. So in April, I think, is a, a rustic chopper class that I'm taking with Peter. So basically, it's like an intro to bladesmithing class, but you're making a big freaking chopper nice. out of it. So that'll be fun. And, uh, yeah, you know, all sorts of other stuff is always going on. And Follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the podcast if you don't already. And give us reviews if you haven't already because I still don't see any any star rating on our iTunes oh, account, which would be nice if we could get a couple people to go on there and give us a couple five-star reviews if you like us. All right. I think that's it. That's the episode. That's great. Thanks for watching. Remember to follow us and all that good stuff. And keep an eye out. Very soon, hopefully, we'll do the official announcement for the giveaway, explain the rules, and all that good stuff. So, thank you for watching. Have a good night. Peace out, Cub Scout. Oh. And shout out to Knife Talk, official member of the Writing yes. and Grinder community. Yes, you are. Good job, man. Thank you. I appreciate that shirt. You beat me to it.